0: Good morning, good morning uh, and welcome to WAMJ Digital Broadcasting on bbsradio.com and today's date is October 23rd, 2019 and I'm so delighted uh, to have you all over the world or wherever you might be to be um, our audience on today. We always start off with a prayer, of course. Be with me today, O Lord. May all I do today begin with you. Plant dreams and hopes within my soul. Revive my tired spirit. Be with me today. May all I do today continue with your help. Be at my side and walk with me. Be my support today. My life Has a purpose. Your life has a purpose. Today, God's everyday grace falls on our souls like an abundant seed, though we may hardly see it. Our life, your life, has purpose. We have a mission. We are a link in a chain, a bond of connection between persons. Therefore, whatever, wherever I am, you are, I, as well as we, can never be thrown away. He knows what he is about. God does nothing in vain. And again, the author is J.H. Newman. If you'd like at any point in time to call into our show our live show on today, please call 888-627-6008. Again, that's 888-627-6008. And thank you for joining in with us on today. W-A-M-J Digital Broadcasting Talk Radio with your host, Janice. Now on today, we're going to have... um, I purchased this book about two weeks ago, and um, for all of you who don't know, my youngest child My youngest child is 24. His name is Isaiah Miller, and he has uh, a disability or an exceptionality uh, with Down Syndrome. And I can remember from uh, the time that he was um, born, and when the doctor said that he needed to do some special genetic testing, and it would take about two weeks before uh, the results would come forward, um, because he suspected that he had Down syndrome. And all I could do, of course, was just cry and cry and cry and cry and and didn't know which direction to turn in. And here I, uh, for most of my career, I have been a registered nurse, but that does not mean anything when something affects you personally. It's like, Everything I ever learned was thrown out the window because this was my baby. And of course, um, I remember Dr. Uh, Ronald Bumbet here uh, told me, he said, God only gives special angels to special people. And I'll never forget that. And he's 24 uh, as of today. And I'm so happy, I'm so thrilled, I'm so delighted to have him uh, as my son, as he has siblings, another brother who actually lives out there in California, and he has two sisters who live locally in Louisiana And, of course, we're just thrilled to have him. I don't even know what our lives would be like if he wasn't in it. And from there, we went to a uh, just a tidbit on uh, our beginning journey in life. But um, two weeks ago, I went to a barnyard dance, uh, took him. We had a wonderful, wonderful time. And um, they were selling uh, books and other, you know, paraphernalia. And I bought the book. It's Infinite Hope in the Midst of Struggles, and um, by Joni Tata. And she actually lives also in California. California is a big state, and she was involved in a diving accident. When she was uh, um, in her early teens, and now she's married, Um, she's an artist, she's a writer, and I hope to uh, one day have her on our show Um, so she can talk about her book, Infinite Hope in the Mists of Struggles, Joni and Friends. Uh, We're going to move forward, and this is um, the beginning from Joni. And it's going to be, I'm going to be reading her story, and she has a fascinating story of hope and purpose. Let's begin. It says, because you are holding this book in your hands, I believe it's safe to say you're interested in hope understanding it, finding it, and resting in it. Our world is in terrible turmoil. People are angry. There's despair on the rise. And the nightly news reminds us we are only one terrorist plot away from another global nightmare. We desperately need soul-settling hope, the kind of hope that's infinite, never fading, and always brightening our darkest paths. We need the hope of God to feel and overflow our hearts, transforming us into people who are confident and at peace with ourselves, our God, and our circumstances. You may not realize it And it may seem odd, but the sufferings scratching at your door are the very windows through which God wants to shine his brightest rays of hope. Joni said she knows. Suffering has been her constant companion since 1967 when she broke her neck in a diving accident and became a quadriplegic. She says, it was a terrible shock at first. When I learned that my paralysis was permanent, I sank into a deep depression. Then after I returned from the hospital, my depression evolved into suicidal despair. I would often wrench my head back and forth on my pillow, hoping to break my neck at a higher vertebra, sever my spinal cord, and end my life. When that didn't happen, I stayed in bed every morning for nearly two weeks, telling my sister, Kathy, to close the drapes, turn out the lights, and shut the door. Hope was nowhere to be found. Lying there, I would brood over how much I hated being paralyzed. But I also hated the suffocation of self-pity. Slowly, I realized I could not live with hopelessness. It was too claustrophobic, too confining. I finally cried out, Oh God, oh my God, if I cannot die, then please show me how to live. My prayer was short, but the God of all hope heard me. The next morning, I woke up with a new determination to face life. I asked Kathy, my sister, to get me up and put me into my wheelchair Once I was in my chair, she pushed me into the living room and placed my Bible on a music stand in front of me. Clenching a mouth stick between my teeth, I began turning the pages. I knew the Bible contained answers for my plight. I just didn't know where to look. Thankfully, God brought wise friends alongside to help me discover his life-transforming precepts. I actually heard God whisper, Joni, trust me, I have a bigger plan and more than enough power to change things. If I loved you enough to die for you, can't I be trusted with even this? My hopelessness began to dissipate, especially when I read. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. This was no ordinary hope that filled my heart. This was life-transforming hope, the kind that filled me with confidence and helped me find peace with myself, with God, and with my wheelchair. And I've never been the same since. Suffering was a wide open window through which God shone his healing grace and infinite hope into my life. And it was my suffering that gave me a richer, deeper love for Christ, the blessed hope. Perhaps you in our audience are caving in under the weight of suffering on today. Permanent pain from a botched surgery, an unexpected death in the family, or a divorce that totally took you by surprise. Perhaps your reputation has been unfairly stained, or your teenager has chosen a rebellious path toward drugs, or you are keeping vigil at the bedside of your little one who is struggling against cancer. It could simply be a long season of unexplained depression, the kind that lingers on and on like a low-grade fever. Do you wonder if you will ever smile again? It is my prayer that the stories we share on the following pages that I'm narrating from Joni Tata, as well as the insights about suffering, will fill your heart with this life and light giving hope. May you gain a fresh perspective on your hardships and heartaches. Have prayerful expectancy of the hope and help God desires to shine upon you this day. Infinite hope is possible. It's a little like the line from the Shawshank Redemption, one of my really, really favorite uh, movies where Andy writes to his parole friend, hope is a good thing, maybe the best of things, and no good thing, no good thing ever dies. I pray that with this special book as a guide, you will get busy living and you can start right now As you turn the page for inspiration and hope. And remember, hope of all things is the best of things, says Joni Tadak. Part one, infinite assurance. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? and will put my i will put my hope in god i will praise him my savior above all things guard your heart for it determines the course of your life lord show me your purpose if god is good why would he allow heartache and pain in my life Is God truly concerned about life-altering accidents, natural disasters, and family crises? Or does the world set the agenda? What is the purpose of this sadness in my life, Joni says? The psalmist David lamented, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why are you so far away when I groan for help? Every day I call to you, my God, but you do not answer. Every night I lift my voice, but I find no relief. Does this sound familiar? Maybe you're walking a path of sorrows because of a job loss, a health issue, conflict with a loved one, a disability, or depression, or perhaps you recall that David's first question was also spoken from the lips of a totally innocent man while he was hanging on a cruel cross. Jesus' expression of his profound sense of abandonment shows that he understands the spoken as well as the unspoken questions in your life. My soul is crushed with grief to the point of death slipping further away slipping further away jesus cries out abba abba father everything is possible for you please take this cup of suffering away from me then he models humanity attuned to divinity It was excruciating for Jesus to place such suffering in God's hands, but he did. This suffering servant was described as, quotes, despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with the deepest grief. Isaiah's prophecy foretold the crucifixion and burial of Jesus, who would bear our weaknesses and carry our sorrows. Our sins would be laid on him. His death would be undeserved like a lamb being led to slaughter without resistance. His body would be buried in a rich man's grave. His death would miraculously produce a host of descendants and he would be satisfied by the accomplishments of his anguish. If your desire is to grapple with the meaning of Adversity and learn to manage it. Spend time in God's Word. He has the infinite assurance to carry on. And I just want to say at this point that if you are not a Christian, but you believe in a higher power, whatever higher power that is, I want you to realize that we're not throwing stones at anyone. We're not judging anyone. We're sharing a story. And I hope that you can get the larger picture out of the story. Infinite hope in the midst of struggles And as I often say, all humans, all humans have value and all humans' lives are a treasure. Even though I know we live in a world where uh, it seems like if you don't look like me, and you've heard me say this before to our audience, if you don't look like me, you don't talk like me, you didn't come from where I came from, then you're nothing. And that's absolutely not true. When hopelessness crushes your spirit. At the age of 20, Mike King had it all. He was a man's man, strong, athletic, and handsome. And then one day a car pulled out in front of the motorcycle Mike was riding on and crash, his life was changed forever. Mike was left paralyzed, broken, and angry. He'd always been active in all kinds of sports and enjoyed meeting challenges head on. But paralysis was a different story. Unable to walk, Mike struggled to find life's purpose. When our hearts are sad and our spirits broken, we lose the strength to endure. Extended times of suffering take a toll that is magnified if we are not intentionally seeking hope. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. If we do not take precautions to protect and care For our hearts, it's to our own detriment. How should we respond when we realize that we've forsaken our faith and left our hearts vulnerable to all types of attack? During our darkest hours, when all confidence fail to touch the depth of our pain, Jesus stands with open arms as the ultimate expression of empathy and love, our model for suffering. A few years after Mike King's accident, he heard about two wheelchair athletes who had traversed the continental United States in their chairs This idea aroused his competitive nature and compelled him to do something even more daring. He set a wild goal to push his wheelchair from Fairbanks, Alaska to Washington, D.C. Mike started out with his eye on the prize, but the long hours of wear on his hands and arms quickly brought discouragement. When some high school students heard about his goal, they showed support by surrounding him on their bikes. Others joined in along the way, and Mike completed the 5,605-mile trip, which changed his self-image and views on life forever. The physical and spiritual discipline from Mike's earlier years helped transform him into a stalwart follower of Christ. Mike discovered new possibilities. Some years later, he founded an organization, and that organization was called Powered to Move, to promote physical fitness among persons with disabilities and to increase their physical, emotional, as well as their spiritual well-being. Today, he and his wife, Sharon, travel around the world sharing the hope of those that are hurting. People ask him, like, what keeps him connected in the daily grind of a disability? With a willing and winning smile, he said, is the hope, the hope that Christ provides for me. It's not a plan B, it's a plan A, and it doesn't change. Mike said he has shown me this throughout my experiences and led me right to where I am today. Therefore, no matter what you or we are facing, the Lord assures us that he is aware of our circumstances and present with us. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts. And my ways are far beyond. Anything. You could imagine. And I'd like to say again. That. Even if you don't believe in Christ. Or. But you believe in a different higher power. Or. Uh, you're agnostic. Or. uh an atheist, it doesn't matter. Your life matters. Your life matters. And all human lives have value. Even though we may have different goals, we may look different, we may talk different, we may worship different, it matters not. All lives have matter and worth. When we wonder why we must suffer, we're actually asking a question of someone. The only thing that matters is how we respond. We can't find the answer we're looking for. We can find peace, and peace that surpasses all understanding. After many years of suffering, Mike said it's as if God were turning suffering on his head to help him feel the sting of sin. But no matter how strong or what our faith is, it's natural to ask why. We can be sure that if our hearts hurt for someone, our souls are strengthened through suffering. To know God better, we must know our suffering better. And as we do, we become less self-focused and more focused on others. We are made in God's own image, something unique to humanity. While our capacity to reflect the divine image is impacted by sin, the image itself remains intact. Thus, all human beings, whatever their abilities or struggles, are image bearers and capable of having a relationship with God. We share the common dignity and equal value that being made in God's image confers. If we think back in our own minds from the moment of conception and how the sperm and an egg is made into a walking, living, breathing uh. Structure called a human being. It's amazing and it's also a miracle. One that I don't think we will ever totally, totally understand as human beings. All of the intricacies that go on in the human development to walk, to talk, to breathe, And all of the above. Sometimes we try to hide from ourselves and from others, pulling the covers over our heads. These emotions can be the result of what has happened in our lives, but often they come from the constant trouble and stress that weighs us down. Life on this earth is incomplete and even contradictory at times. We rarely have all the explanations we desire for the conflicting circumstances of our lives, especially when we feel painfully alone. You were made for this. I will say to the north and south, bring my sons and daughters back to Israel from the distant corners of the earth. Bring all who claim me as their God. For I have made them for my glory. It was I who created them. He created you and me for one purpose, to showcase his glory to enjoy it, to display it, and to demonstrate it every day to all whom we encounter. It means making hard choices to do the right thing in life. It means biting your tongue to keep from gossiping, going out of your way for a neighbor in need, telling the truth even when it's hard. Not snapping back when someone hurts you. And speaking openly about your father in heaven. In short, it's living as Jesus lived when he walked the earth. And that brings me to, um, you know, a lot of times we live our daily lives by gossiping and causing trouble and lying on others, and being mean to others, what does it profit you? What does it profit you to do that to others? You're not building someone up. You're actually trying to find a way to tear someone else down. You know, sometimes when I look at the news, because It seems like between MSNBC and CNN, sometimes I get stare crazy or addicted uh, to the news cycles. And just about everything we see on the news is ugly, it's hurting other individuals for the gain of some other individual. Have you ever watched a baby when he is learning to walk? It can be an anxious experience filled with ups and downs, but there's no mistaking the determination and often the very frustration in he or she eyes as the little fingers grasp a chair and struggles to pull him or herself to their feet. On shaky legs, they take one step, then two, but because they're unwilling to let go of the chair, they eventually fall onto their diapered bottom in tearful protest. Then the process starts all over again. Adults are often like babies learning to walk. We have to exercise not only our human muscles, but also our spiritual muscles, especially when facing emotional and physical hardships. We prefer actually to see the whole picture before letting go of our sense of security. Yet over time, Suffering has a way of moving us forward to a more mature walk. The culture we live in in this 21st century frowns upon acknowledging weakness. Although we are inspired by stories of others overcoming obstacles, We grow uncomfortable when tribulations hit close to home, though. We fear that admitting our struggles with mental illness, cancer, disability, or addiction may make us seem less capable. Many people suffer alone in fear of losing their jobs or their friends. No wonder we lose hope. Why can't we rejoice in our weaknesses? Because we all have strengths and we all have weaknesses. But the world that we're living in today pretends that if you have weaknesses, you're no good. You're trash. Throw them in the dumpster. That's not true. That is not true. And I hope that you do not believe it. Because grace and mercy is all that you need. And where do we get grace and mercy mercy from? We have a path of endurance in this life. And Because Joni had one struggle and Mike had another struggle. And Mary is faced with something different. And Larry, he sees the world as just worry and concern. Where does it stop? Where does it stop and where does a hope and where does a path of endurance in our journey begin? Mary has always tried to be an encourager. She prays fervently for Larry's pain to stop. She rejoices with him during periods of relief and peace. Mary Even in the face of excruciating suffering, she cherishes her husband, Larry, and she cherishes God. We all hate to suffer and see our loved ones in ongoing pain. News reports about laws establishing one's right to die urge society to accept as law as a common practice that let's let you or let me help you to die and even sometimes make the argument that it is a kind and merciful approach to aid someone in speeding up their death. We must choose the path of endurance in this life. And think about it for just a moment. Think about it. The path of endurance. And what is your path of endurance? And what is your path of hope? One woman's brave voice. You may not know Fanny Crosby's name, but if you grew up, in someone's church, you've probably sung one of the 8,000 hymns or gospel songs she penned during her lifetime. Fanny was an inspiration to many and for much more than just her prolific writing. Blind because of an illness shortly after birth, she lived out her days during the 19th century when people with disabilities had very few rights and were viewed by many as unable to be educated. Thankfully, her family encouraged her to love music, writing, and memorizing scripture. They enrolled her at the New York Institution for the Blind, where she graduated and later returned as an instructor. Fanny became an advocate for the blind, lobbying in support of their education. And during this time, she gained recognition as a poet and met President James K. Polk, Henry Clay, and William Cullen Bryant. She also recited some of her poetry before senators and representatives in Congress Assembly Hall. The audience included Jefferson Davis and former President John Quincy Adams. She was also the first woman to speak to the Senate. While Fainey was a brave voice for those with disabilities and for the poor and needy, she also experienced many, many hardships. Her only child, a daughter, died in her sleep. When only a few months old, with a mom's grieving heart, Fanny wrote the hymn, Safe in the Arms of Jesus. She always found solace in the Psalms, especially those that encouraged her to hold on until the day she would see her Savior's face. Other beloved songs Fanny wrote include, He Hides My Soul. And to God be the glory. Her songs and poems continue to bring comfort and hope to people throughout the world, even until today. One song, and personally, this is a song that I love, Blessed Assurance. And it goes something like this. Blessed Assurance. Jesus is mine, oh, for the foretaste of his glory divine, heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of his spirit and washed in his blood. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission. Perfect delight. Visions of rapture now burst on my sight. Angels descending, ring from above. Echoes of mercy. Whispers of love. Perfect submission. All is at rest, and I, in my Savior, am happy and blessed, watching and waiting, looking above, filled with his goodness and lost in his love. Blessed assurance, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. We're going to take a brief break and we'll come back and continue our story and narration. Don't be discouraged for I am with you. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious hand. Choose to rejoice, choose to have purpose in life, choose endurance. People often tell Joni how attractive she is, that her smile is warm and inviting. She is usually quick to remind them that her joy comes from within. Like many who suffer with an ongoing disability, each and every day is a new challenge. This is how Joni describes it. On an average day, Ken leaves from work, and Ken is Joni's husband, and a friend comes over to get me up. While she makes coffee, I usually pray, Lord, my friend is about to give me a bath, get me dressed, set me up in a chair, brush my hair and teeth, and send me out the door. I don't have the strength To face this routine one more time. I have no resources. I don't have a smile for the day. But you do. May I borrow yours? I urgently need you, God. So when my friend walks into the bedroom, I turn my head on my pillow and give her a smile sent straight from heaven. It's not my own smile. It's really God's. Whatever joy you see today, I tell her as a gesture at my paralyzed legs. Was hard worn this morning. I have learned that the weaker we are, the harder we must learn and lean on God. And the harder we lean on him, the stronger we discover that he is. Assurance. Blessed assurance is a fruit that grows out of the root of faith. Are you feeling weak today? When your joy and courage comes from God's strength, people can't help but notice the infinite hope and assurance that you possess. Just make sure always... That you know the infinite possibilities, the infinite hope in the midst of struggles. Johnny said, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy, for you know that when faith is tested, when your faith is tested, Your endurance has a chance to grow. Grant me faith in the midst of trouble, Joni says. Sometimes it seems there's nothing left to say except, oh, Lord, help me, Lord. You're trying to solve a troubling problem head on. You scrutinize the issue. Jot down an action plan and talk to those involved. But the situation only gets worse. You seek wise counsel. You pray through sleepless nights. You consult scripture, which instructs you to be patient and long-suffering. Yet, time passes and the unpaid bills mount up. The medication doesn't help. The weariness continues and the hurt doesn't heal. The growing stress pushes all your old buttons, tempting you to return to patterns that correct your life. What does one do when faced with life impossibilities? While you feel isolated, it's crucial to remember that even in our darkest days, we are not alone. The same God who parted the Red Sea for the Israelites held the sun in place for Joshua, provided a sacrifice for Abraham, and gave up his only son is with us. He encourages us, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you you go. He takes notice of and cares about every struggle. Pain and loss that you experience. You don't have to fear troubles because you matter. God loves you more than you can imagine and promises to be with you in good times and bad. God may not move according to our timetables. It may take years before his infinite possibilities are revealed to us. That's why faith makes all the difference. The possibilities are boundless. Once we decide to act in faith and not simply react, let me say it again, not simply react to struggles, Then we can move forward. The poet William Blake wrote, if the doors of perception were cleansed, everything would appear to man as it is, infinite. I just love this story. The infinite hope in the midst of struggles, trust, Pour out your heart. God is a refuge. In times of trouble, may the Lord answer your cry. May the name of God, of Jacob, keep you safe from all harm. May he grant your heart's desires and make all your plans succeed. Rejoice. Rejoice. And rejoice. And thank you for being our audience on today. Um, Our uh, show on WAMJ Digital Broadcasting with your host, Janice, is coming to a close in just the next few minutes. But I want to make sure that you understand the sacrifice and that you understand the renewal of your spirit and that you understand the creation of a clean heart in your journey. Remember about every struggle, pain and loss that you experience or your family members experience. You do not have to fear troubles because you matter. God loves you more than you can imagine and promises to be with you. In good times and bad times. Infinite Hope in the Mist of Struggles by Joni Tata. Thank you so much for being our audience on today. And uh, I hope that someone was encouraged, that someone gained insight, that someone gained hope, that someone gained endurance just by listening on today. And next week, please join in with WAMJ, Digital Broadcasting, our radio talk show, where your host is Janice on bbsradio.com. Have a wonderful day on the 23rd of October, 2019. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.